0: Welcome to the Playroom, Erica.
1: Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Favor. You say
0: favor, right? Yes, favor. You got it right. <laughs> Thank
1: you so much for having me, Favor. I appreciate this opportunity.
0: You're welcome. Anytime. You know, connecting with people in this time and era is crazy. You know, there's so much happening. So to get like 30 minutes, an hour is like, you're really asking for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for scheduling. Um shout out to Podmatch again cuz I always want to give, you know, credit towards it's due because if I didn't end up on Podmatch, I don't think I'd be able to find you as easily and as efficiently as I am, you know, as I'm doing. So I want to know more about you because I have to ask some questions and I know you have some questions too, but I want my audience and I want the people within the room to know who is Erica? You know, what does she do and what is she all about?
1: Well, yes, I'm Erica Johnson, the owner and founder of e Partners Marketing. I also host a podcast um, called The Content Cure.co, so I would love for you to be a guest on my podcast. I'm hoping to have guests starting next month, so December, and then, of course, all 2021, but I just wanted to get up and going with a few episodes, but back to the main question you had, who am I, what do I do? So with my business e partners marketing, I do marketing, design, and relations, all digital. Um, last year, we had a few in-person events we did, but with COVID, had to switch, so yeah, those are three main things we do. We don't do branding photos, we don't do... I think like animation videos and stuff like that. I mean, I do a little bit of video editing for my social media clients, but we don't do like mailers. Like um, where I live, they have a lot of um, direct mailers. I was looking for an example on my desk. I don't have one. But okay. like we don't do direct mailers and stuff like that. We do all digital marketing
0: stuff. Nice, nice. So with your digital marketing experience, what can you say has been different this year than last year?
1: This year, I think a lot of you know, mom and pop businesses that kind of pushed off social media and digital marketing, like, oh, that doesn't matter because they were so used to getting foot traffic. It has made everyone jump on the bandwagon, um, especially even the really hesitant people. And now they have to embrace it. So I think it's made a lot more interest in social media marketing.
0: Yeah, I think so, too, because now people are more concerned of, has it, have you seen my stuff? Have you seen my product? rather than, did you visit my store yesterday? It's like, the question is different now. And the messaging, you know, the buildup, the connectivity, the communication, all those things matter. So when it comes to digital marketing, because I, I recently just talked about how to start a podcast on YouTube on my recent article, and I'll send you the link after this. And I gave people like gems on top of gems on top of gems because when you think about marketing for me I see it in the way that people get so condensed and really really stressed when they hear that word because they think about everything Pinterest email Facebook Twitter like I can't be everywhere at the same time now we have Twitter stories on fleets now we have LinkedIn stories so where should I be on when why how so for you when they come to you with those kind of questions, which they normally do, what do you tell them?
1: So it depends on the client. Sometimes they're really focused on one or two platforms, and then other times they do want to be omnipresent. Especially my social media clients I have right now, they're not just on LinkedIn or just on YouTube. When I do their social media management, it's for LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest. Pinterest is like its own animal because it's totally different than the other ones. Yeah, but you know we might do one two YouTube video. Sorry, I want to slow down. We might do one video on YouTube a week. You know that's the goal. But if we miss a week, then the next week we might have two. But like it's daily posting on Instagram, daily posting on Facebook, daily tweeting, daily um, LinkedIn. Like they're omnipresent. So for me, omnipresent or. Are you familiar with omnipresence? Yes.
0: omni-channel yeah. marketing and Omnipresence is definitely the goal. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it's funny because um, I had a podcast episode talking about that as well. Okay. So I'll share <laughs> that one with you. But yeah, um, the goal is for everyone to be Omnipresent. But when you're just starting out, like the mom and pop that's just starting out, I would say focus on one or two. But the biggest aha is where is your customer? We could tweet all day, but if your customer is not on Twitter, then doesn't matter so that's the biggest thing people have to understand where their customers their current customers and their potential customers and their ideal customers where are they hanging out and I like to tell people how you can there's two ways to figure this out look at where your competitors are those people that do what you do and make way more money than you <laughs> you know those companies you want to be when you grow up look at where are they that's one and then number two focus on well, where are they not or where were they but they kind of fell off like I know some of their advertising companies that they're in advertising but they, they're not on
0: Instagram like they haven't posted an Instagram post in two years mm. you know? Yeah, that's that's scary it's like you know dust <laughs> because yeah. you think about it somebody who didn't post two years ago and now on Instagram we have stories, we have reels, we have IGTV, we have guides they'll be like okay, we have a shop too? You know, like, what's going on here? So now you're making it clear to them, but I think even as a digital marketer, the problem has always been what do they need because they probably don't know. Either somebody else put them on or somebody else told them about it or they tried it themselves, it didn't work, or it worked, but they didn't know how to use it going forward or how to sustain it. So do you teach them how to unlearn what they already learned or... Do you go with what they already know or do you just say, hey, let me just sort you out right now?
1: (laughs) It depends on the client because I've had some clients that they have an interest in social media, but they're very hesitant to post and their biggest issue is consistency. They'll go a month really hard posting and then they lose momentum and then the next month they'll post a few times and then lose momentum. It's hard for them to get consistent. And that's the DIY entrepreneur. Maybe they're a very small team or just one person team. And they're the ones that are making the products, fulfilling the orders and everything else. And then they're doing the posting too. They're the ones that they want to learn everything and they might invest in someone like me or like you. But at this time, they're trying to figure it out. So with them, their biggest hurdle is consistency. Now for the team that's growing, like um, I have one team up in... Virginia, and then another team in Alabama where they are two companies, but they have team members, like a real team with like 10 plus employees, right? So with them, it's everyone's busy handling all the clients, fulfilling orders, keep happy, looking for more clients, doing sales, and they don't have the time to do social media. So they have no desire to learn what I do. They just want it done. They don't care how it gets done. They just want it done. They just want it running all the time. As long as their posts are going up, they're happy. The moment they see that I take off for three three days or a week, it's like, okay, well, what's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, totally different client base. But so just the just the entrepreneur just getting into this, I would say, you know, if they were looking for me for services, I'm gonna then you know come back to them and say, you know, hey do you like doing your social media yourself or are you ready to pass that off? A lot of you'd be shocked how many. Solopreneurs are even making a lot of money, but they just can't let that go. They're wondering why they can't go from six figures to seven figures. And it's like, you gotta let some of that go.
0: You can right. everything. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing about design. Cause you mentioned in Pinterest, it's a whole different beast when you think about connecting people to the right stories, because I feel like Pinterest is everybody's first choice, but everybody's last choice, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because I just got on Pinterest about three months ago. I peaked at like 40,000 followers, um, monthly viewers, correct me. Um, not followers, because it's harder to get followers on Pinterest for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you have monthly viewers, it means that your home feed is saturated with your content because you're on there on a consistent basis and somebody else is saving it but you only get to pinterest when you know all the right keywords trends hashtags connotations you know all those dynamics that we learn in those abc schools facebook instagram twitter pinterest is where you kind of like go ham on it but mm-hmm. some people don't see the need for it so how do you convince them and you tell them, hey, TikTok is for you, but no, my kids are on there. I don't think it's necessary. How do you deal with that?
1: So with my Pinterest clients, for them it was, they had a promotion coming up or a product launch, and I was telling them, your target market's right there. The woman that's 18 to 50, 60-something, she's on Pinterest. But I would say Pinterest is different from the other ones because the other ones truly are social media platforms, whereas Pinterest is a search engine. So... It's a double-edged sword. Yes, it's the third largest search engine, but they have to have some blog posts. It can't just all be products. So if someone has a shop and they don't do any blogging, it's going to be rough for them um, because, you know, trends change. and come and go. So with my product-based businesses, I try to give them ideas for, hey, this is what you should be pinning. I tell them about blogging, but if they are hesitant to blogging, they don't have the time, they don't have the desire, then all they can do really is pin their products. And so, like you said, with the trends, they have to stay on top of the seasons and understand that if they're trying to push something big, like this being Black Friday week, they really should have been posting their Black Friday specials on Pinterest a week ago, two weeks ago. Right. But because the world we live in now, they're scrambling. They're like, oh, I need to pin on Pinterest. <laughs> It will it's work. <laughs> but I would say for myself, the highest I got on Pinterest was 300,000 monthly viewers. Wow. And now my follow, yeah, my followers are way up now. My goal was to get, I think everyone's goal on Pinterest is to get a million monthly viewers. Yes. But I would say I was so busy pinning for my other clients that mine
0: kind of lagged out. That's what's down. happening to <laughs> mine now. <laughs> <laughs> oh mine my.
1: 7, 000, but, I'm going to teach you a trick today. Baby. Tell, so, tell me. This is how you get more views on Pinterest, which I'm probably sure you've heard, but I'll share it with you. So there's something called tailwind. And what happens is when you share your pins on tailwind, that's when your viewers and your reach can be catapulted because those people in the tribes, when you share it into tribes, those people have way bigger audiences than you and I, some of them okay. have follow, like thousands of followers. Like on my business pinterest i have 480 followers so probably 500 and something by the end of the year because i see i get the notifications in my gmail that's like you have a new follower you have a new follower and i'm like okay but i haven't posted in weeks right so i love my old stuff right so that's one trick with pinterest um tailwind tribe so tailwind does cost money which a lot of people get hesitant they're like it's 15 bucks a month but you're reaching way more people
0: exactly 15
1: bucks a month. so that's my favorite part of tailwind yes there's the scheduling part but my favorite part of tailwind is the tribe and that's the part that people miss they think oh well it's 15 bucks a month and who cares but it's like okay but you're getting access to people with way bigger audiences than you you can share their stuff which is already going viral and they can share your stuff and make it go viral so that's my biggest secret with pinterest and now the other part of the question that you asked just specifically to Pinterest I'll get on TikTok in a second but with yeah. Pinterest the other part of that is because my clients have a desire for YouTube that's how I got a lot of YouTube views was sharing it on Pinterest and that's what a lot of people that's another thing that people don't know about Pinterest that because it's the third largest search engine you can share your YouTube videos there you just make a cute I mean yeah you can share the cute little YouTube thumbnail like this uh the horizontal image But if you make a vertical image that looks, make it look like a blog post image, because at the end of the day, Pinterest has bloggers, and then they also have people that love bloggers. So if you make your YouTube banner look like a Pinterest pin, and you give it a nice title and clear text and a cute picture, people are gonna click on it because they think it's a blog, but then they're gonna enjoy it because it's on YouTube. And then also another thing you can do is take some of your YouTube clips, take some of your Instagram stories, use them as pinterest videos i've done that plenty of times and i've actually i know for a fact i've gotten sales from it because like i made a story showing behind the scenes of a design i was working on and then on my etsy store i um put up the product and then i know for a fact that's what led to more people going over to my etsy shop and Mm. it's like i'm in a hard place with my etsy shop right now because i want to close it so bad but then i'm like okay well when someone buys something then i'm like okay i guess that's why i'll keep it open but because I'm trying to get away from Etsy and focus just more on ePartners marketing, that um, platform and that shop there, like I have so many more products to bring over. But while in the, in the interim, I am I have to get better at pers- or not pretending, but consistently sharing my own products from Etsy because that's another okay. thing, like if you have any Etsy listeners in your audience – They'll wonder, you know, why am I not getting any sales or why isn't anyone discovering my stuff? You've got to embrace Pinterest for Etsy. If you have a shop, Pinterest is like a no-brainer. If your target market is a woman, and even a lot more men are going on the platform now, but if your target market is a woman, you have to be on Pinterest. Otherwise, they're not going to know you exist. That's that's this how it is. So that's Pinterest. With TikTok, it's funny. My clients come to me with TikTok. They're like, "I have a TikTok."
0: <laughs> they
1: love TikTok. They have a lot of fun with it. So with that, I just tell them, you know, hey, let's share some of your TikToks on Instagram Reels, and they're all for it. Like I don't have to tell them to do Reels, or I don't have to tell them to do TikTok. They're very, they embrace that really quick because it's only 15 seconds, you know. Right. They have a little bit of fun, and they love that. I don't have to persuade them for TikTok. Okay. They jump on
0: that. That's a great. That's a great, great way of putting it because when you mentioned Tailwind, I was about to tell you about this other platform I use. It's called Later, and <laughs> there's Later and another one called Affy. and I was like, okay, Later is great because you can schedule Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. But now I've been seeing Tailwind, and now it's the second time I'm hearing about it. But I've never really gone into it because I don't know what's in there so mm-hmm. is it is it just a scheduling app or is it more of like a community's dashboard
1: so it does have the scheduling capabilities at this moment you can schedule Pinterest and Instagram posts with Tailwind I think they added Facebook I don't know but the feature I love the most on Tailwind is the Tailwind tribe you get access to some of the biggest players in the industry um, there's some big names I've seen in there so you can get their content they can see your content
0: it's it's literally share for share
1: being a pinterest follower of theirs
0: exactly they might
1: see your stuff they might never see your stuff you're gonna see their stuff you might follow them but they might never see your stuff whereas in the tribes you know and, and it's probably not them it's probably someone that works for them but still it's just the the um illusion of, you have access to those people. And then, like I said, their audience are way bigger than yours. So if you are sharing timely, relevant content in there, they're going to share it. Like, I have had some pins get hundreds of repins from being in Tribe. Mm. And because it got hundreds of repins, and because each one of those people that repinned it had thousands of followers, I know that's how I reached way more people. Like, when my, those months when my account had couple hundred thousand views i know it was because of being in tailwind it wasn't just me and then also like i said you get access to their content too like let's say for example i have a board called youtube branding because in my etsy shop i sold a lot of youtube branding well there would be the biggest players in the youtube marketing space were in there so i would share their content some of them would share mine Mm. but because their audiences were so much bigger than mine there, it would reach them and they weren't my direct competitor. They did YouTube marketing. So they would have businesses like you and me, they'd have entrepreneurs that they help with all their video content for the year and a day, or they give them all the ideas or they give them strategy or YouTube coaching at that time. I wasn't offering YouTube management, YouTube coaching, nothing like that. I literally was just doing YouTube banners and YouTube in cards and YouTube, like the visuals for YouTube. That's it. So I wasn't a competitor to them. Um, so that's why it worked. People were already looking for me for, you know, their banners and their covers and their artwork, but then they also needed that help for, okay, well, what do I make a video about? I ran of video ideas. So right. uh, that's another trick with Pinterest. You always want to, you always want to post your stuff, but also what goes with your stuff. Like if you sell jeans your audience needs a shirt. Your audience <laughs> has to live somewhere. They need home decor. They Correct. need food. They need cookware. You have to that's what I would say with Pinterest. You have to think about the whole person. Like on my business Pinterest, it's not just marketing stuff all day. I pin vacation spots, I pin fashion, hair, beauty because that's my cu- my customer is a whole woman. She likes going traveling. She likes to shop this place. She likes to go there. She's interested in that. So that's another trick that I teach my clients. It's like, you have to think about the whole person because at the end of the day, Pinterest is a lifestyle type of place. They're pinning ideas for their life, the milestones in their life, when they're getting married, when they're having a baby, the baby shower, decorating their house. So you can't, you know, come into their party with marketing, 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 marketing you have to come to their party being like, oh, I'm
0: just here to share some decor tips with you. <laughs> By the way, here's the marketing
1: stuff. <laughs> right. You know, that's, how
0: you do it. that's a great one. I like that because now it's more of adding value and being remembered for what you shared rather than being the one that's always posting about sales.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, mm-hmm. and most people don't really get it because they're like, oh, what's, what's your plan? I want to make money. Okay does anybody know about you? No. Okay. How are you going to make those sales? Well, I got influencers. Okay. Do those influencers know about your brand? Yes. Okay. How are they going to send traffic in by talking about it? Okay. When they talk about it, who's going to refer them to all these frequently asked questions, privacy, that brand customer loyalty has to be there. Cause what I'm trying to say is most people depend on Those big names and say, Oh, yeah, he got a million followers. I'm gonna get 10% of those sales. Okay, well done. But over a several period of months, those followers will either drop or not be interested or find somebody else who is using that platform to promote. So you're not really owning that space, you're just being a part of it. But like you mentioned with Pinterest, now you're giving people a whole Sims experience. Because mm-hmm. now you're kind of saying, hey, this is what you need in case you didn't know. And then you I think also Pinterest lets you know when somebody tries a pin that you saved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's beautiful to bring that connection together. But I've also come to see another thing too is that Instagram followers are different from Pinterest followers. Yes. It's a thing. I don't, nobody said it. It's not on Google. You can't search for it, but you, you feel it and you know it when you can see what's happening. So how do you differentiate those two audiences when it comes to converting? Because at the end of the day, the, the, the point is to target them, to tell a story, and then give them a consideration to make a conversion. So how do you go through that bias journey process with them?
1: That's a great question. I would say for myself, even though I've been on Pinterest for years now, that's something I'm still trying to figure out myself because i can honestly say that of the 480 followers i have if i was to go to the list right now i'm going to say maybe a very very small portion of them is my actual clients and then other of the rest of them are like potential clients like they saw my stuff on etsy and they you know saw me on pinterest they may have seen a blog post or not and it's like they're just lurking in a way or it's (laughs) not they're lurking but they're waiting so trust has to be built i would say with instagram those followers it's easier to build a connection with them because just like they're seeing your face when you're on story, showing behind the scenes and stuff like that, you can see them too. You can see their story. You can see their behind the scenes. You get a glimpse into their life and they get a glimpse into your life. Yeah. With Pinterest, it's kind of one-sided. We're putting out all this content and they might follow. They might not. And then also it depends, you know, how often are they on Pinterest? We would love to think that they're on Pinterest all day, but we know for a fact people are on Instagram all day. Yeah. Um, with Instagram, you know, it sends the notifications throughout the day. Such and such posted a new story. Such and such is live. Such and such posted for the per- first time in a long time, whereas on Pinterest, you got a new follower. <laughs> 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 such and such repinned your pen. Totally different experiences. Yeah. You know, like I said, I would love to know those 480 people following me to see if they overlap is are some of them my instagram followers did some of them find me through youtube you know did one of them magically come through linkedin i would love to know who are those 480 people yeah <laughs> and it's actually funny that you say that because i've actually blocked a few people from my pinterest what, and like,
0: what? i didn't even because think you can block on pinterest last
1: year i had an incident where an artist a graphic designer on fiverr screenshotted my pins and used them as his work and I was like dude you didn't make this and yeah it was a whole fiasco and so since then I'm very cautious of the people that are following me and what they've repinned because that particular YouTube package was very popular a lot of people requested it a lot of people liked it but I made that myself like Mm. it was me making the different variations it was me making the revisions. so for someone to just swoop in and Drop it and act like, oh, he made it. And it was funny because he tried to offer me a free design. I was like, you can't give me a free design. I made this. You know, you didn't make it. I mean, wow. handled it very well. They shut down his shop temporarily and he had to remove my images because that's something I'll share with your audience now. For every, if they're going to get into digital products, make sure you put in the description of your product the little c symbol and say copyright your first name last name if you have a business then say your business name and your first name last name that will save you a lot because that's what ended up happening i sent them the link to my etsy listing that he had screenshotted and i let them know okay this is all copyrighted and a lot of artists you know i'm not a lawyer but a lot of artists don't look at things that way they think oh well you know, they know they have copyright, but they don't know what to do with it. And so when someone steals their stuff, they're very stuck. Cause a lot of, I'm not gonna say a lot, but some artists don't have that business acumen to understand that legally the people can't just use your stuff and legally, what do you do to make them stop using your stuff? So luckily, you know, I caught them in time And not to really go off on that story, but yeah, basically that was a whole fiasco. And since then I'm very cautious about who's following me because this is another designer in a certain area. And that's not me being prejudiced, that's just me being real. Um, That person was in Bangladesh, I'm in America. So for that person to be in Bangladesh, they're working for Fiverr, like I'm very cautious. And a lot of people do put in their um, descriptions, you know, what their website is. So if I see that the person's with Fiverr, I just block them. So, that's
0: what I do. Ooh, that's terrible. And
1: I've also had someone else. I think she was working with Fiverr. And what she did was she shared my pen, but she tried to change the description and I reported her to Pinterest too. So yeah, you've got to stay on top of that. Not everyone that follows you is an actual potential client. Some of them are your potential competitor. So you just have to be aware.
0: That's very true. The digital space is free for all. It's pretty much free game. So you have to know what to do, when to do, how. And there's so many ways to protect your intellectual property. And I can also give you some few options too. one way. And this is the most basic way outside a website is I don't know if you knew this, but if you post a picture on Facebook on your profile, it's considered as public property. But if Mm -hmm. you post a picture or video on your page, it's considered as private property. Mm -hmm. So if you post a picture on let's say Facebook and have a description and then you pin it and then you put the tag and you send it back to Facebook, you've technically saved yourself from some drama. Uh Also, meta tagging and alt text tagging is also great because if you're able to meta tag and tag yourself back in there, use some alt text and then put your name, like you said, first name, last name or business name and then have the copyright in there, it's going to help you. Another thing to use is GeoImager. That's a geographical imager. That's GeoImgr.com, and you can be able to locate your tag and then create an EXIF tag, an EXIF tag, which is going to help you copyright your picture to your location or your business. So these are great things you can be able to do. But of course, you have to protect yourself at the first place. So if you have, yeah. if you're putting up pictures, make sure it's great quality because people steal quality. It's even gone to a point where even my mom, I think she got hacked like three times and I had to find the person and, and, you know, stop the person. So it's like, how do you find these people when there's some people on the same platform that have never been hacked? I've never been hacked, you know, but I see people being hacked and I'm like, what happened? Where was the slip up? But Mm -hmm. I think you also come to see that if you put your stuff out there and it's very protective and you have strong SEO tactics, then you will always be winning because... Um, Looking at what you've done and looking what we're talking about, it makes a lot of sense now to understand that content is king, consistency is queen, and at the end of the day, context is what everybody's looking for, whether entertainment, sad, happy, how it drives your content through. And then you mentioned about the buyer's journey. What I do is I handle a two-way communication, which is through surveys. I use this platform called Typeform, typeform typeform.com. You know it? And, and I also noticed you use Flowdesk. So I'm so happy that you use, cause everybody's like, what is Flowdesk? I've been using it for a while now and I can, I can just, but enjoy it, you know, because it's it's so informative. So if you use Typeform, get to know what they do, you know, get to know how they found you or maybe have a private Facebook or public Facebook account. Use polls, you know, use all these things on Instagram to find out, okay, Who's doing this? People love giveaways. This is a Thanksgiving week. So definitely have ideas of people, you know, coming into your sound and coming into your vibe, learning from you, but also taking from you because mm-hmm. if you're not able to share content that's quality, they won't follow you. Exactly. Yeah, it, makes sense. it makes a lot of sense. So with you, I think you mentioned something like PR, social media marketing. And website design. That's
1: very cool. You share digital marketing tips weekly. That's very cool.
0: Yes. I definitely... And if you look at the post in the middle the with the white, that's the one that I'm actually even promoting because that's where I gave a lot of people insight on the article. I'm going to mm-hmm. send you the, the article right now to, to your Instagram so you can, you can check it out and see. If there's anything you see there, let me know. Another thing I've... Yes, that's the one. That's the one. So I'm going to send you um, a link right now so that you can be able to check it out on the the blog post after this. Mm -hmm. And then let me know what you think because one thing I've realized is content is sharing. You know, I have online courses. I'm able to teach people on podcast. Yes. And... One thing I've been really wanting to do now is to see how I can collaborate with people who I can actually put on board and let people learn stuff because I I know stuff, but I think everybody knows something. So if we're able to like connect and say, okay, this is what we're showing today. We'll talk about Pinterest, then maybe one of this episode podcasts have like a whole session, giving them like gems that you would give clients because that's coming in through a platform. And then be able mm-hmm. to do that marketing space from there. That would be something that would be really, really cool.
1: Yes, that sounds really cool. Yeah. I'm going to check out your courses and see. And of course, you got this podcast, which is awesome. Thank and you. And then my um, podcast pages is in my bio too. The content oh, cure. this thing. You have this link in bio. Yes, I really do. Cool. Oh, mm. later. I've never, you know, it's funny. I've never tried later. Never.
0: Later, but... later is like the master of all because I wish Tailwind Tribes was on later and that would just be a game changer because you can post on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And you can be able to do all those things within your posts, have a really good slideshow, and then curate it. And then also gives you analytics in the back. The Shade Room uses Link link in bio, (laughs) which is from later. So... When I'm like, okay, I use Linktree too, but my Linktree Mm -hmm. is in my LinkedIn bio. So, if you click on the right side where it says connect with me, that's where you're going to see everything. Because I'm into music, I'm into fashion, I have a whole fashion line. The merchandise is all on the website. So, that's where you can really see everything. Did you see it?
1: Yes, I see it now. Very cool. Yeah, I use Linktree. And then for my scheduling... I was so against Hootsuite because I had a bad experience, but then now I'm back using Hootsuite for one of my clients. And then for the other client, I use SmarterQ. And so on my blog, I have articles talking about SmarterQ. I've been featured in HoneyBook talking about SmarterQ and all the different
0: Whoa Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. You're welcome. But yeah, I
1: love... To me, I like Q because what a lot of people don't under, realize is people... It takes seven times for people to see your content, for them to understand they saw it one time. So what happens with social media is people think they have to have all brand new content every single month. And it's like, no, you need a few pieces of content that are repeat. Because otherwise people, they're too busy, they're too distracted. Like this is such a distracting thing. So you have to repeat, especially if you have a launch or a product you're pushing, you have to share it over and 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 then the person says, oh I saw that.
0: Right. (laughs) It's like, hello. And then it's like,
1: (laughs) okay, well now it's time for me to cook my dinner. Like they completely forget.
0: Right.
1: So you don't have to use the exact same picture every time but even with like your captions and stuff never be afraid to reuse a caption again. Like just like with your blog post you can use like different Um, Pictures and say, you know, check out my blog post, but your description and the caption can be the exact same. Over and over. So it's for Pinterest. People think, oh, I put up a Pinterest pen. (laughs) No, you got to put up like 30 Pinterest pens for each article, and then you can even switch them up. As time goes on, you can bring new life to them by just switching the picture.
0: Mm, So it's literally diversifying your content with the same intention. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. I do all
1: the same. I I, I do it all the time. If you go to my, you know, now that you're following me, if you go through my feed, you'll see that there's certain posts over the year. Yeah. Periodically, I'll share them again, like an inspirational quote or um, some sort of little graphic I made. I'll share it again, and mm-hmm. even with like the caption. Some of the captions, I feel like my audience doesn't get it the first time, because then they're asking me again, and I'm like, okay, well, I had a video about this, or didn't I say that? But then. Going back to, like, the marketing 101, like, what they teach people in marketing school, repetition is key. So, consistency, like you said, is clean, content is king, but repetition is, like, the prince or princess. Like, you got to do that, too. Yeah,
0: repetition. I like that. And
1: especially when you have a product, like, for example, for Black Friday... What we, what we should be seeing is we should be seeing these businesses beating us over the head saying, Black Friday, Black Friday, Black Friday, Black Friday, Black Friday. And I know it's like you look in your email box and you're like, God, will they shut up? <laughs> <laughs> but you know who's having a Black Friday sale, don't you? You know at least three companies having a Black Friday sale. And it's like, well, how they do that? Because they kept telling you about it. So
0: That's a good one. I feel like most people fear the fact that I'm going to be bugging you rather than informing you because now bugging you is like hey get this offer now but informing you is like this is what you need today this is what you need right now if not then you're probably going to wait till next Black Friday they'll be like oh no I don't want to wait till next Black Friday look at what happened with the Playstations look at what happened with the iPhones look at what's going on with anything else that is new Mm -hmm. it's like people want to be part of the society when it's fresh but they Mm -hmm. don't want to be left out when it's missing Mm -hmm. it's weird
1: yes I agree and I was going to piggyback off of that I was going to piggyback off of that and say I'm thinking what do I want to say sorry I like had a complete brain fart someone called, and I'm like I don't want to talk to that person
0: Oh, <laughs> not a
1: client I love talking to my client someone else anyways yikes <laughs> I'm like which I'm trying to think what do I want to say I'm like I'm having a complete brain fart right now favor I'm like Okay, refresh me. What exactly were you talking about? Because I don't know. You were talking about... Oh, you are talking about people being afraid of bug people. Did you read Grant Cardone's 10X rule? No. You have to read that.
0: I'll check. I definitely get it.
1: I'm going to send you that book. You have to read that. That's game-changing for marketing. People, when they hear 10X, they think oh what's that or whatever no 10x is dope
0: (laughs) (laughs) tell me a little bit 10x
1: is only for real estate or salespeople. no 10x will change your mindset because it lets you he, he promotes omnipresence he promotes promoting your business and he promotes getting over the fear of bugging people he talks about how if people are saying you're bugging them that means you need to promote more yeah yeah his, yeah, his, his that's a good one. It's to what everyone's saying. You know, a lot of normal people think, well, I don't want to bug them, so... Or they'll say, well, I didn't want to post too much. Well, sweetheart... <laughs> with how the algorithms are set up you can't post too much because no one's gonna see it anyway Only exactly of your audience is gonna see it right so you have to manually post it you have to manually like a normal post you have to manually share it in a facebook group you have to manually share your instagram posts on your stories otherwise they're not gonna see it so there is no posting too much there is no more much to email or too many emails especially people's email boxes get flooded with hundreds of emails a day so they probably didn't see the first email you sent. So you better send another one. So yeah, I really like that book. i recommend recommended it to my clients. I'm recommending it to you because it was a game changer for me. Do I practice every single thing in it? No, <laughs> but I admit that I have increased promoting my business and I've seen it work dividends in my business. That's one wow!
0: My so yeah. before you started that and now, what was the mindset change? What What were you doing before that wasn't happening until you figured out that you needed to do something about it?
1: I think I had a little bit of um, complacency, a little bit of overwhelm, where I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm putting all these eggs out there in all these different baskets, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, it was, I'll get to LinkedIn when I get to it. And I'll, you know, I'll tweet when I get to it. But after reading his book, I was like, well, no, i got to do what I've learned working at other places and for my clients. It's like, no, you have to be omnipresent every day. If you're going to do omnipresent, you got to do it every day. And that's why the scheduling softwares are so good. You take a Sunday afternoon, you, you plan out everything, you post it, or you, or you schedule it, and you're good. You don't have to worry about it. You can, you know, actually interact with your audience. You can do sales calls. You can do fun stuff, like we're doing podcast episodes. You know, we're not stressed out about it. It's those people that are trying to, you know, an hour each day, especially just starting out. You might spend an hour each day trying to make the pose. And then trying to figure out, well, where do I want to post it today? <laughs> and then you, you know, in your mind, you have to check off the mental checklist of, okay, I posted, I did
0: it. <laughs> that dopamine effect, I know what yeah, you mean.
1: It's like, I did it, I did it, and I was like, no, you, or not no, but I mean, you start there. But hopefully, as time goes on, months and years, hopefully it clicks that oh, I've got to do this for all the platforms, and oh, how can I save myself time to where it's running while I'm doing the actual customer service and stuff like that, like. I hope every entrepreneur gets to that stage where it clicks over to them that you can save time. You don't have to stress out about your social media.
0: Exactly. That's that's the thing that most people stress about. And they're like, oh, <clears throat> now we got TikTok. Okay, now we got Pinterest. Okay, now we got Twitter fleets. How many places do I have to be on on the same day? Mm-hmm. And you realize if you're on all these places a week in advance, you can only imagine what you're doing in 30 days when you're not even showing up physically.
1: Mhm. Yeah.
0: It's a whole game changer, but I think also the fear is I don't want to pay ten dollars a month for unlimited subscribe. Mm-hmm. You know, people think like that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you so adamant to your progress? But you're so minute to this change, thinking that what you're doing is going to change the status quo of what you've been doing, which does not happen. You know, it's like you're fighting with your ego. And now your ego is failing you because you can't stand on your two feet. So you have to understand this is where you are. This is where you want to be. This is what you need to do. And if you don't do ABC, then you're gonna stay at the back burner. And then next year we have a new app and then you're getting more stressed. So it's like, what do you do with that information now? And I think the best way is to really get out of your shell and just do it. Literally don't if you have one like don't delete it. I used to do that. I used to delete and and I realized that it kind of hurts your account at some point because Mm -hmm. now it tells you're telling Instagram that I don't care about my post, so I deleted it so you can blacklist me. Mm.
1: Oh that's a good one. I never thought about it that way.
0: Even editing your caption does a whole harm to your 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 post. If you make a typo and you go change that typo the effect is not going to run as much. It happened to, it happened one time and I made like a little mistake. I made like a TH, HT, something like that. I had to delete it because I was like, I don't like imperfection in the sense that when you know, it's supposed to be perfect in a way that you plan to, and then it's not the way you see it. You can change it, but that has already hurt that effort you made. So the best way is to schedule, know what you're posting it's gonna say, hey, are you ready to post? Yes. You know you can schedule and all those things are gonna help you. And you also mentioned something about Pinterest being a social media search engine. Mm-hmm. Tell them more about that because I keep talking about SEO. I build websites for people and my clients, I, I really tell them SEO is a way to go and they're like, What do you mean? But mm-hmm. you tell them what what I mean in Pinterest format. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so google is the number one search engine when everyone thinks about search engine optimization or seo for short they always think i'm going to rank well on google so that's google because that's what everyone you know uses when they're looking for something new then second largest search engine is youtube if they go to google and they don't get the answer they want or they're not satisfied with those answers or if they're just a visual learner or they just enjoy looking at stuff they will go to YouTube and type in that same question or concern or what they want to look up. So that's the second largest search engine. Now we come to Pinterest. Pinterest is like Google and YouTube in that someone's gonna type in a question or a concern looking for answers for whatever their dilemma is. So that's why it's the third largest search engine, but it's different from the other two because Google is the text-based, YouTube is a video base and now Pinterest is visual where it's like being on Instagram, but you're not on Instagram and it's very beautiful. It's very aesthetically pleasing, like a beautiful collage of results. And so every, when, if you're going to, you know, attack Pinterest, make sure you're using good stock images, make sure people can read the text that you're putting on there. Um, And yeah, we have to really attract people with the visuals. Just like on YouTube, how the thumbnail makes all the difference, your Pinterest pin image makes all the difference whether someone's going to click or not. And so when it comes to how people shop online, you know, back in the early 2000s, they would go to Google and say, I'm looking for a realtor. I'm just going to use realtor as an example. They go to Google and say, I'm looking for a realtor. Then as time went on, maybe around 2000, to 2016 they would go to youtube and say i'm looking for a realtor in my area in 2020 and beyond and even before 2020 maybe 2017 till now when when businesses really started getting on pinterest and wasn't just bloggers that now people are going to pinterest and saying i'm looking for a realtor in my area so that that's how the customer has changed your customer might not be going to Google first to look for a jumpsuit. Like now I'm switching to fashion example. A lot of my clients, they learn, they hear the word SEO and they think, oh my God, I need to be on Google. Now I'll get to Google images in a second, but they think, oh my God, I have to be on Google. And it's like, well, no, people aren't going to Google to look for an evening gown they're going to Pinterest to look for an evening gown and then when they find you on Pinterest then they're going to Google to research are you a legit company because especially like you talked about earlier with the influencers they know that the influencer got paid so they can't really trust what the influencer is saying so they're going to do their research now coming back to Google they might do a Google image search to see what other people are saying about what they saw on Pinterest and YouTube
0: hmm
1: so the, the SEO has changed over the years. I think when I used to be an SEO specialist a few years back, and I think back then it was, this is before Pinterest for business was really taking off. This was before people were going to YouTube to look for business tips. Yeah. This is when back when YouTube was basically just fun stuff. Entrepreneurs on YouTube were, was just becoming a new thing. Pinterest for business wasn't even in existence at that time. So the main thing was Google, Yahoo, Bing for search engines. And Google Images was a very new concept that people were just wrapping their mind around at that time. I would say if you're gonna do Google as a main SEO focus, make sure all your images have what you talked about earlier, alt tags. Every single last one. Put MIDI dress, put black MIDI dress, put black evening gown, put you know, black formal gown in your business name, like for every single image. And I would say when it comes to SEO and like our customer base, that that's like higher level to them. They're that's like you know way over anything with tags, like title tag, description tag. They're like what? Like they're tuning out. Like, like it's over. Lights like out. For
0: them.
1: So I would say just bring it on home. They have to really focus on the search engine of where their customer is. Yeah. If their customers how does your customer shop? They really have to get in the mind of their customer. If your customer goes on Instagram, when they're looking for new cute clothes, then you need to be focusing on Instagram and Pinterest. And the reason why we say Pinterest too, is because they're going to be looking for other people's opinions. They're not just going to shop with you on from Instagram, especially we all have heard horror stories about Instagram boutiques. Like the trust is so low because online shopping is still very new to them. And I talked about this on a podcast episode too. Like, People have to, instead of thinking about it as SCPL, think about about it as reputation management. And so, as a business owner, they get to control their reputation online. So that's why social media still matters because your social media account might pop up before your website. And a lot of people don't realize that. When yeah. someone types in your business name, your, web, your social media accounts might pop up. But because you have a website, they're going to trust you more. A website builds credibility. So they're going to go to your website as well. They're not just going to shop on Instagram. They're going to go to your website, see what all you have, because especially Instagram shopping being so new, you might have some stuff on your site that's not on Instagram. You might have some stuff on Instagram that's not on your site. So it all works together. You have to just make sure all your bases are covered. Do you have a Facebook? Do you have a LinkedIn? Do you have an Instagram? I would say for a shop, you really just need to make sure your bases are covered do you have some testimonials at all? Video, based? what are influencers saying about you? What are YouTubers saying about you? Do you have any blog posts whatsoever? Do you have any type of Instagram posts whatsoever? Do you have any type of Facebook whatsoever? LinkedIn is more for the business crowd, B2B crowd. People aren't really saying I'm looking for my evening gown on LinkedIn I don't think at this time they are they might I don't know hmm. um, but Pinterest again is they're already looking for an evening gown so why not that's where they're looking for an evening gown they're looking at okay which store am I going to get my evening gown so you better be there Um, YouTube is, they're looking for the review about the evening gown, they want to see what does someone really look like in the evening gown what is it like shopping with you that's why they're going to go to YouTube and then going back to Google, they're going to come back to Google to see, okay is this boutique legit what are the reviews there because your reviews are going to pop up on Google too not just Google reviews, but you know the other review sites so that's how they shop now, they're probably going to find you through Facebook or Instagram first or Pinterest then they're going to go to YouTube to see the video reviews or the experience someone unboxing your stuff or you the videos that you share about your own company then they're going to go to Google to research more where have you been featured who's talked about you what influencer has talked about you um what blo- fashion bloggers have worn your stuff what was it like they're that's what they're doing now that's, that's how the customer's
0: crazy now. you know all we're talking about has to be consolidated into like a course unit or a series yeah. <laughs> and because i'm gonna be on your show you know one of these days yeah. um i would really love if we can maybe even come up with a series and just talk about content marketing as a whole because mm-hmm. you're talking about omnipresence i know about the omni-channel marketing when i say that they're like huh what is that mm-hmm. so we can easily like break it down to them but also give them little pieces of nuggets that we've been able to come across. So if you're down, I'm down.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really dope. And I would love on your, when you come be guests on mine, because you're in the trenches doing SEO all the time, I would love for you to share with them some gems about SEO because they're going to trust your opinion. Me doing it. They're like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Even I go their side, they're like, Oh, whatever. But you coming in saying, Hey, I do SEO first. You're going to trust what you say. So I would love for you to share about the different tags, the other methods. I never got into when I was in SEO. I never really got into black hat, white hat stuff. Do you do that sort of stuff?
0: Black hat, white hat. Mm. Those D-
1: methods of SEO.
0: Well, I'll, for me now, what I usually do is very much on content marketing. <clears throat> I'm going to give you a website right now that if you've heard this podcast, you're very lucky and number two for you as well I don't think you've heard about it and I'm happy I'm about to share this with you because it's my first time talking about it since I found it it's called phrase hmm. P not sorry not P F R A S E dot I O that is SEO for 2030 the first thing F R A S E R Fraser Fraser dot I O you, when you sign up and you get your stuff going on, it's great. And then another one I'm going to give you just to counter that is visto.li. visto.li. That's a platform you can be able to see all types of advertisements running all over the world. And you can oh, see, wow. yes, That's dope. landing pages, domains, ads. It's like Facebook Ads Library, but on a bigger scale. So. Wow yeah we have a lot to talk about so definitely yeah. you know being in the playroom is a great place and i'm glad you were able to be here and i don't know if there's anything else you want to let them know before we you know we give them a little sign off
1: yeah sure so i'm going to share it with your audience i'll send it to you after this um episode but i'll share with them my free instagram tv guide if they want to get it and then they can download it and yeah
0: okay awesome Thank you so so much
1: Instagram TV because Instagram TV made a huge difference in my business.
0: Oh yeah. I saw, I saw something about Instagram TV on your feed and I definitely want us to talk about it. So we're going to, I'll probably, mm, how about you join us next week? Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's see how it goes next week and then we can be able to see how we can, you know, give them more insight. I'm about to get on a call. But I'm yeah. so happy that you were able to get on with me, and I look forward to actually connecting with you.
1: Hey, let me take a picture real quick for Instagram, and I'll share it. I'll tag you. Okay. Let's see, or actually, can me a video, and you say hi because it's been a while since I did one of those. Okay. Okay. Let me let. Okay, let I'll me... tell you one, two, three.
0: Hold Okay. Hold on, this thing. Story, new story,
1: hands free. Okay. Hey, so I had so much fun being a guest in the playroom at Favors Podcast. He's a great podcast
0: host. Hey, what's good? Welcome to the playroom. This is the We Don't Play podcast station where we learn about entertainment, creativity, and just amazing stuff that you probably wouldn't see on Google. So hit me up. It's your boy Flave Beats, F-L-A-E-V-B-E-A-T-Z on Instagram, TikTok, everywhere, you name it. How at your boy. Thank oh, you I, I
1: really enjoyed this and I look forward to talking to you next week and I'll let you know about um, being on my podcast how we can facilitate that so I use anchor.
0: Oh yeah but me I too to
1: zoom like this I really like this though.
0: Awesome I'll definitely give you a contact send me um, send me your phone number on the chat and then or, or on Instagram wherever it's possible and then I'll send you another link and we can get it through. Thank you so much I'm looking forward to next week honestly
1: yes me too.
0: Awesome. All right, I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you bye soon. Bye. bye.